once again, uh, I can see my best gal pals or my BGBs nonverbal saying, I'm not going to forget. I may forgive, but I'm not able to forget because I know it will happen again and I will be ready the next time. So I'm sitting here thinking, ready for what the next time? Ready how? Uh, to go ballistic? To put the religion on the shelf? To do the sister neck roll with twisted lip to the left? Say what? Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Breaking the Ties and Bind. We are and we will break the time today called not wanting or unable to forgive. Okay, I'm going to say it again. The tie that we are going to break today is called not wanting or unable to forgive. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I did not and have not went off on someone and said I will never, ever forgive that person for the hurt or abuse that was suffered because of them. But after I settled myself down, I thought, uh, and I'm sure you all have, I thought about all the times I wasted holding all that negativity in and what did it accomplish me? It didn't accomplish anything, nothing, nada, nothing, no to the no. But if I have learned anything over the years, it's all about letting go of things beyond my control. One thing that we all have the power to do is control the me. I alone make the decision to continue to hold or release anxieties and the stresses in my life. I alone make the decision to let go and let God help me to break ties. Well, my friends, my homies, my BGPs, after much prayer and practice and reciting scriptures and much prayer and practice and reciting scriptures, I prayed and asked God to help me make a fresh commitment to live in peace and harmony with certain relationships, to live in peace and harmony with certain family members, uh, certain church members, yes, praise Jesus, amen, uh, certain friends, and certain associates and certain neighbors. I had to let go of all bitterness, let go of the anger, the hatred, the embarrassment that was caused. Uh, the resentment, the envy, the strife, and unkindness in any form. Then once again, I prayed, sought God's face, and asked him to renew my mind. And as Bishop Lowry used to say down south, if I had shamed his name, my church and my family in any way, I wanted the Lord to forgive me. I wanted him to help me to only think on those things that are true, those things that are honest, those things that are just, those things that are pure, those things that are lovely, and those things that are of a good report. Of course, this is found in Philippians 4.8. In case anyone after the podcast is over, definitely wanted to write, you know, the scripture down, you know, that I use to clear my mind. 
again, Philippians 4 and 8. If I thought about those things that matter in life, I knew I could break this tie called unforgiveness. Now, I know, and I really had to look at the man in the mirror. I know I haven't always been the best mother, the best wife, the best sister or auntie. But there's one thing I have done. And that is, I know how to ask forgiveness of these individuals. And I know also how to let go of those things are the behind. And press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus in my life. And be able to give my, to and be able to forgive myself. And of course, able to forgive others. Well, I told my BGPs um, before I did this uh, podcast, as born again, again believers, we must purpose to walk in love, to seek peace, to live in agreement, and conduct ourselves in a manner that is pleasing to God. It is hard, trust me on this one. We have all did it, done it, and been there. But however, we do have a choice. And I had to make a commitment to Christ to be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, have forgiven me. If God forgave me for all the craziness in my life, I had to continue asking myself, why should I not forgive others? Why? Oh, glad you asked. As the Apostle Paul said, I would never want to preach to others and I myself should be a castaway. All the mean things I have said to people growing up, my shortness with people, my not wanting to be in their cliques or groups, because really, I had four sisters in my own little private world and really didn't need anyone else until they passed. My sisters were my best friends. My sisters were my confidants. My sisters were the ones that I hung out with. My sisters were the ones uh, that I, I just had fun with, you know, but I realized the emptiness. I realized all the things that I said to people. I realized it's something about how when you're by yourself and you are surrounded by no one. You have to start thinking, you know, what is it, you know, that I'm missing or what is it, you know, that 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 you really need in life? You, everybody needs someone. But getting back to the uh, the type of unforgiveness, I just had to throw it in there because my sisters were I mean, they were my best friends. And I came to a realization when they passed that. I was not in my own private world. And you know what? I also really thank God that there was no internet or Facebook um, when I was coming up because these media platforms would keep a record as a constant reminder uh, if anyone was trolling me, uh, trolling, trolling, you know, trolling. Uh, me after years and years and years have passed. And each year, I think this is true, 
the post would come up somewhere as a reminder that these persons still haven't forgiven me. Uh, because back in the day, if we would say something or back in the day, if we were mean or ugly to someone, it happened and it was passed. There was no reminders unless, of course, there was a reminder, you know, from friend to friend, but not posts like media posts, you know, or someone saying, uh, uh, wait a minute, let me show you something that she did uh, years ago. So again, how could I possibly ask someone to forgive me and I was unable or not wanting to forgive others? I had to ask myself, was I a hypocrite or was the pain of remembering too unbearable? And if I thought if I held on to this anger, if I held on to the pain, it would be easier to not forgive. And then I had to think and ask myself, or was it harder to not remember? I also, um, my dear listening audience, I had to ask myself the why before I would be able to do this podcast. I, I had to really sit and think about this one, even though this was a section in my book, it's easy to write things in, in your book, but it's harder when you are discussing it with someone, you know, that I had to ask myself why I was not able to forgive others. I think, no, I don't think. I know in my case, it was rejection that made me hold on to that anger of not wanting to forgive this person. The rejection, uh, it's something when someone rejects you and, and in your brain, in your mind, you think you're doing everything to please that individual. But to me, again, honestly, I think it was the rejection. I know it was the rejection that made me hold on to that anger. Uh, like, how dare thee? You know, uh, how could you reject me? How could you reject someone that was doing everything that they thought humanly possible that they were able to do? Oh, my God. But either case, I wish you could see my neck twisted, you know, you know, like with the sister twist, you know, uh, but that's what it was. I was holding on to the anger of not wanting to forgive, forgive this person because they rejected me. But when I, as the prophet Habakkuk wrote, I had to write down the why. I had to make it plain the reason and then provide the answer. Again, making it plain, as I said earlier, it takes a lot of effort and in in energy really to stay mad. And it did. It took a lot of effort. It, 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 it really, it kept me bound every day, every minute, every hour rehearsing the why in my mind each and every day. But finally, just as I quoted in Philippians, I, four and eight, I had to make a decision. No, 
God let me know through his spirit that greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. How could I say, I had to think about that. How could I say that I love God who I have never seen and cannot love my neighbor who I see every day? Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and say it happened overnight, but I can say this with honesty in my heart, my soul, my body, my mind, that it did happen. I told the individual that I forgave them and if they could also forgive me. And I'm telling you, it was empowering and such freedom. I'm going to say that again. When I released this, it was empowering and such freedom. No bondage. It, it was, it was, it, it was liberating. Now, did it happen overnight? No. Did it happen? Woohoo! Yes. Yes. Y-E-S. Uppercase Y, uppercase E, uppercase S. Yes. So I say to you, uh, as I said to myself, take back this power and forgive them that have abused you. Forgive them that rejected you. Forgive them the thought evil against you and forgive yourself, you know, forgive yourself. You did nothing wrong. Um, and even back to this thing about rejection, how the Lord let me see him on the cross, how he was rejected, how he was abused, how even his own family, his brothers rejected him, you know, and then I thought shame on me. Well, at the time, I didn't say shame on me, but I thank God I did get to the point to say shame on me. Then uh, it, again, I just cannot stress the empowerment. I cannot stress the freedom, you know, to, to have every day waking up with that anger, you know, with that anxiety. Uh, and God has gifted all of us with gifts, with talents, uh, with ministry, that the enemy allowed me to focus on that small part, very small part of my life, of what he's doing for me, of what giving birth to all that rejection, giving birth to all that pain has blessed me with. Writing books, you know, plays, uh, ministry, another dimension. Empowerment happens when you let go of that small part of your life and live. And so uh, I had to rehearse. No, I, I really didn't have to rehearse it, but I do know uh, I want to share with you three little words. And those three little words are life goes on. I'm going to say it again. Life goes on. You are so much better. We are so much better when we let go of those things that are behind and press towards that mark for that prize. And really, that was a hindrance. That's what ties do. Ties tie you up that you're not able to break out, that you're not able to be free. But today, 
oh, no, 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 no. We are definitely breaking that tie called unforgiveness. Now, uh, and I have to be honest, am I ready to meet that person or them for a cup of coffee? Uh, wait for it. Wait for it. No. But I'm able to forgive and live a life that once held me in bondage with this tie called unforgiveness. So listen, use uh, these words of comfort, use the, the biblical stories, use, you know, uh, stories that have happened to me called life, called daily living. That's when individuals do their write, their, when they would write, will write a book, will write a play. That's what the artist draws when he captures different images or the photographer. They're capturing something that happened to them so they could share it with others to let them know, hey, I did it, done it, been there. And give them words of encouragement, not always biblical, but life-changing stories to impact them. So, well, I will update you again when I do meet them for coffee or tea. Until next month, be a blessing to someone. And I want to be a blessing to you by helping you and by encouraging you from my heart that you can break the ties that bind. But it all it always starts with the you. Um, bring up bring up that mirror that I told you about. As Michael uh, Michael Jackson would say, it starts with the man in the mirror all the time. So until next month, be blessed, be encouraged, and continue to break those ties that bind. And I'm going to continue each month giving you a tie. Oh, oh, yeah, oh no, we're going to break those ties because life goes on. Love you until next month. Bye.